You know what a party used to be? I'll tell you what a party used to be. You grab your friend's wife, you get her liquored up, you fuck her in the broom closet, your load comes seeping out underneath the door, people are slipping, sliding, the music kicks in, everybody's dancing. Uh, hello? <laughs> Matt and Bob here, and uh, let's give him some analysis. That's Nailed right, it. this is Matt and Bob's analysis, uh, and today we're talking uh, nice guys. Nice guys. Let's get into it. Let's just dive yeah, right in. You- I'm hyped, man. I had a bowl of Reese's Puffs, and I know you just fresh off a sandwich, and yeah, we're energized and ready to sandwich rock. Sandwich crush. <laughs> ready to rock. I was, I was thinking about pulling a uh, Brad Pitt and uh, be eating the sandwich while recording. Yeah, every uh, episode you should be eating a different kind of food, a la uh, Ocean's Eleven, where one scene he's got the, <laughs> the, the the mounds, and then the next scene he's got a burrito, and then the next scene he's yep. eating cereal. Yeah, so Hazel, from now on, try to figure out what Hazel's is eating in the background of every podcast. All right, well, today's episode will be uh, a slice of avocado that yeah. fell off of the sandwich. <laughs> All right, okay. let's do it. All right, so what do, what do you think? I, uh, nice guys, what do you think? Nice guys. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I saw it in an almost empty theater uh, about yeah. 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, so it was cheaper. So um, went, and uh, I was laughing. I think I was uh, sometimes the only guy laughing in the theater, but uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, kind of cements Shane Black as the dude that does this the best, in my opinion. So how about you? Yeah, the flashback uh, buddy picks, um, or or not flashbacks, but uh, time period retro. Buddy picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was really funny, uh, uh, especially Ryan Gosling. But yeah, so I'm a huge fan of a uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, uh, Shane Black's earlier film with um, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. But to go even earlier uh, that than that, a- he also had done and at least written the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah. And he was also in the movie Predator hey! uh, as Private Hawkins. Uh, sci-fi reference. Um, but no, yeah, this one was... Uh, I actually, I prefer Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I just, I think it's uh, better structured. But, I mean, Ryan Gosling was really funny in this. Yeah, I'm uh, big... I'm beginning to become a big Gosling comedy fan. Because I've always been a, a pretty big fan of his serious work ever since Half Nelson, and then obviously you know he really started to pick up and and um, I've, me me and you have talked on numerous occasions about Blue Valentine uh, mm. and, and some of the other stuff, but but he's really starting to show off a little bit uh, his comedy skills. I thought he, yeah, I thought he was the comedy lifeblood of Big Short, and then uh, I was I I really did appreciate him when he. Uh, he did the comedy with Steve Carell and uh, crazy, stupid crazy, love. stupid love. Exactly. And uh, I thought he was, he was really good and it was kind of interesting. I heard it a point being made a couple times that it was interesting to see Russell Crowe as the secondary character in a movie. And that's kind of where his career has come, but he's kind of, uh, he takes the back seat to Ryan Gosling in that. And, but I, I thought yeah. that the dynamic between the two of them worked really nice. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, Russell Crowe is obviously a good actor. He was huge. <laughs> he yeah, was so he's fat. really just let it go. 
And I think I I don't know. I think he may have put it on for this or something. I I feel like I read that, but maybe that was just an excuse. I don't know, but it's it is kind of interesting to watch his career turn because it wasn't too long ago where he could kind of name any part that he wanted in Hollywood. Yeah, and he exactly. Was the, he was a huge draw for dramas, and he had you know Beautiful Mind, and obviously he was Maximus and Gladiator, and he was either nominated all the time or winning all the time, and and now I think it's even after Les Mis. I mean, so many people hated him in Les Mis, and he's kind of yeah. lost a ton of momentum. But uh, I thought this was. A great part for him, uh, you know, Russell Crowe r- fighting around the world, uh, uh, South Park reference, but, <laughs> yeah, and uh, with my boat tugger fighting around the world. But he <laughs> was definitely the fighting around the world guy. Just kind of always has the brass knuckles in his back pocket, and you know, tell your doctor that you're gonna have a spiral fracture, and you know, you don't want to mess with this because you're an idiot. And uh, but it was. Uh, it was, a, it was a great dynamic, and, and like I said, uh, Shane Black with the Buddy Cops, man, he's just completely knocking it out of the park. Yeah, Buddy Cops, Private Eyes. So, yeah, this movie is, uh, let me read this off here, a, mis- a mismatched pair of private eyes investigate the apparent suicide of a fading porn star in 1970s Los Angeles. Um, I like the atmosphere that they created with this, like kind of recreating 70s L.A. And mm-hmm. you, know, you, you start with the pan over the uh, falling down Hollywood sign. Yeah, it's probably uh, some B-roll that they stole from the latest season of True Detective 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or some sort of CGI or something. But yeah, yeah the Hollywood sign used to be in uh, Falling Apart um, back in the day. Uh, yeah, no, it was really funny. There was a lot of good moments. I, did, I guess uh, a few critiques I had was I could have done with less of the little daughter sidekick. Yeah, that um, was the one thing that kind of stuck out because – Basically, Gosling and um, Russell Crowe get caught up in this somewhat confusing plot, a little kind of like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, where the the mobs involved, the the big three Detroit Auto Factory. And Detroit is a big, for us being Detroit guys, I was going, oh man, they're really going in on the big three here, because they're uh, tied to the mob, and and they're LA is kind of exploding in the porn industry, so all, all that's kind of getting wrapped together, and there's this missing girl. And uh, so Ryan Gosling and, the, and Russell Crowe are out trying to find them, this missing girl that they've been commissioned to find. And Ryan Gosling's daughter keeps tagging along. She'll either show up in the trunk of the car at this porn party and, and, and you know, all you're just waiting for Gosling to do is go, hey, you know what, from now on, the rest of this movie, because things are getting kind of crazy, you're going to go stay with your mother. But instead, she's just, they kind of just allow her to come along and play detective with them and get in incredible amounts of danger. Yeah, it was fine for a little while. I just, like, you know, it's a young actress. I just, it got a little annoying. Do you know what it reminded uh, me of? It reminded me of when Chloe Grace Martez kept showing up in 500 Days of Summer. And you're like, why does he keep going to this child for romantic advice? Oh, like, yeah, his, I'm his waiting little sister. For you I remember to, that. Yeah, and she's this, like, 12-year-old sister, and he shows up at her soccer games, and he's going, tell me how to get my girl. <laughs> and it's like, this isn't realistic. I mean, you just let's just bring a little bit of realism back into this movie, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it's it was a minor criticism. I don't think it took too much away from the story. So, no, uh, I I I mean, there weren't a whole lot of women in this movie I liked either. Kim Basinger she was sucks. weird. Yeah, she sucks. And she... then um, the 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 woman playing uh, the uh, what the the porn star that goes missing or whatever. Yeah, the girl. Uh, 
Yeah, the girl they're trying to find, she was really annoying too. Um, I was a little confused. Oh, Amelia, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I I was a little confused by the the plot actually. So it's it starts off with like <laughs> this car crashing through this kid's uh, house who's like looking at a porno magazine he's stolen from under his dad's bed. And by the, the way, girl, that girl Amelia at... is in the Leftovers. That's what she's famous from. Oh, okay. the show on HBO. Anyway, but yeah, the car crashes through the kid's uh, window as he's looking through the porn magazine, <laughs> and then she's laying there dying. Uh, this the porn actress, and she says, "You like my car, big boy." And then, so was that real life? Did, is that how that porno actress died? And yes. Then, yes, correct. And then, so so then this Amelia chick and her friends create a movie uh, to to out the big three. It's like a kind of hidden propaganda disguised in a porno film. Correct. So, uh, yeah, her, Amelia is an activist in, in L.A., and she's got, a, like, an activist group, and she's kind of one of those uh, yuppie hipsters, 70s style only. And her mom is Kim Basinger, who is uh, a some sort of high-ranking... Uh, empl- government employee and and she's kind of a crusader against the big three and all the emissions all the pollutions that the cars are creating and so there's a big LA auto show coming to town and so essentially the the girls are or the 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 daughter is trying to get this porno film exposed so by the time the porn star dies at the top of the movie they've already shot the porno oh okay the See, I thought the she was dead and then well, because what was confusing about, like, her dying words was, like, the title of the movie. Yeah, I, it doesn't really make too much sense. It's just kind of a, a, <laughs> It's just kind of funny. Yeah, guess, a, yeah, a little cliffhanger, kind of like, well, what was that about? Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you find out that that's the title of the porno later. Anyway, so Russell Crowe and and uh, Gosling are trying to unravel the the ball of twine which is the plot and who's related to who and everything Uh, but it's really all the stuff that happens along the way because the plot is like any other stupid uh detective movie plot it's right and there's good guys there's bad guys there's an evil guy with a thing on his face there's you know it's um they yeah the blue face guy yeah and i uh, there was a lot of fun moments i i loved uh when god russell crowe and and uh, Gosling's character like first kind of meet and he has to beat him up to tell him to stop looking for Amelia and then he's like goes to break his arm and he's just laying there like no 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 ah! it's in the trailer but when Gosling has that gun and he's on the toilet and he's trying to intimidate Russell oh, yeah. Crow, but keep, keep, keep his pants up so his dick doesn't fall <laughs> yeah. out. That was great. Yeah, that was like really good physical comedy where uh, the, the stall door, it, like he can't keep the stall door open and also pointing the gun at uh, Russell Crowe. But while keep his also, pants up. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to keep his pants up with like uh, a magazine in hand that he's using to cover his dick. Uh, <laughs> but then he's got and, a and cigarette like... which falls into his lap, and it's just—it's almost Kaufman-esque, really. Where it's just yeah. all this like door banging around, and uh, I don't know it how many so times they funny. shot it, but they really nailed it with the comedy. And yeah, well, he yeah, just he... has so many great lines. They really f- every single little. Shane Black gem, you know, he always has those great lines. He he really gave right over to uh, Gosling. Gosling was almost kind of the uh, Robert Downey Jr. of this movie. Like the, yeah, the for sure. Witted, yeah, like, uh, you know, kind of asshole, but lovable character. I, you know, that was Gosling in this one. I mean, crushed it. And, and, 
And then, yeah, uh, Russell Crowe would be kind of the, the Val Kilmer equivalent in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It was, uh, what, Gay Bobby? <laughs> or whatever that yeah. character name was. That, that movie, I mean, they both, both movies, it's really funny, like, one lines and stuff like that. I remember I, I uh, listened to an interview with Shane Black. Uh, I think it might have been in the KCRW's The Treatment, where he was just talking about how yeah, he just he can't fathom the idea of sitting down and writing a comedy. But you know, he can write like a crime drama or and then sp- sprinkle in some funny stuff. But, yeah, interesting. Uh, I I think he yeah he nails that. Yeah, and um, I really think it's kind of become his genre. A lot of the way that kind of the like Todd Phillips has those those road trip buddy comedies where it's like a bunch of guys on the road and doing something crazy. And uh, I really think that this is kind of Shane Black's thing. Where now. You know, the, the plots are all pretty similar. You, you see a lot of the same elements, but, you know, you're really there to watch great performances and you're there for the great one-liners and, and the comedy. And again, the, the, the plot isn't going to change the face of filmmaking, but it, it is enough to be a very entertaining movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like with Lethal Weapon, I mean, you you, you nail the two leads and then the whole movie just falls into place. I mean, he's gotten great, like uh film performances you know from these these buddy picks yeah i honestly uh, think when you look at the gosling canon this will be one of those like kind of top 10 performances and i don't know if they're going to make more because they left the door open to where you might think they might make a couple kind of ally lethal weapon it they're definitely the door is definitely open for this well, they are officially it, it, a team but I feel like, like in order to get movies made, uh, you, you have to leave the door or try to create franchises yeah. at every turn. But I, I doubt it. I don't see that happening. I just okay. think that was by design, so that it's you know it's like it's one episode in a uh, in a in a, a season of like you know an old seventies, mm-hmm. you know what it was inspired by. Yeah, it only opened um, with about eleven million, so I, I don't know if there's a ton of draw right now. But if it becomes kind of you know if it picks up steam. When it when it gets to the stream sites and and Netflix or something, you never know. Yeah, um, I definitely liked the beginning of it better. I think it kind of slowed down after, uh, like the the party or like once they once once it gets more into the plot where they're they get the girl and there's all these action pieces. I kind of lost a little bit of interest. So I mean, I would give it like kind of like a man out of a, out of out of a ten, I'd say like an eight eight five. Yeah, something like that. That's right, where I'd be. Like like or like an eighty eight percent Rotten Tomatoes sort of a thing. Yeah, IMDb has it at a seven point eight right now, which is oh okay. You know whatever IMDb is also kind of hard to tell because either it's a ten or a one depending. You know people don't really take time to to really break down the the science yeah, of the I percentage. Guess, but I mean I guess I would say Shane Black's kind of become like the uh, an American Martin McDonough in a way. I mean compared to like In Bruges, okay, Seven Psychopaths, uh, In Bruges especially. I mean that was based on. Pinter's uh, the dumb waiter, but um, yeah, just kind of these 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 buddy cop movies, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely give it a recommend. It's still out in the theater if you guys want to run out and get it. So yeah, and that'll kind of allow us to transition into the other summer films that we have going. Yeah, well, well, here here's the bridge I want to post to you okay. because uh, Shane Black directed Iron Man three, uh, and that was probably the last superhero movie I've seen. And I really didn't like it. Um, no, I didn't like Iron Man being, three too. Uh, I didn't I mean, like I didn't Iron Man it. three either. <laughs> I I didn't see it in theaters. I I think I downloaded it. I didn't have the greatest copy, and which I hate doing because 
it doesn't give you the full experience. Um, but I, I know it was a very de- divisive film. Um, and I don't know, by that point, I, I was just so sick of comic book movie sequels. And now it's even, I guess I've missed out on a few good ones. Like I didn't see Captain America Winter Soldier. I haven't seen Civil War. I haven't seen Avengers 2. I've kind of like become so exhausted that I have no interest whatsoever until like it's on Netflix. I can throw it on. Um, but Deadpool was the last like comic book movie I saw because it was like something different. And, yeah, and that was more of a uh, kind of a late winter slash early spring movie. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Deadpool, and, and it was a parody almost of all of these movies. It was very self aware. All right, that that was probably the funniest movie besides this that I've seen this year, uh, this calendar year. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything offhand. I mean, but yeah, anyway, let's get into uh, summer movies. I know you're kind of an expert on the. Uh, the season. Okay, yeah. So, so far what we've had that's come out is the Captain America Civil War. There was Money Monster, which was with George Clooney and uh, Julie Roberts, directed by Jodie Foster. The Lobster, which we reviewed last week. Angry Birds movie. Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. The Nice Guys. X-Men Apocalypse. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Uh, Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. The Conjuring 2. Now You See Me 2. And Warcraft. And then coming up yeah. in the cover, coming months, we have Central Intelligence, which is The Rock and Kevin Hart, uh, Finding Dory, which is the sequel to Nemo, uh, Free State of Jones, which is the McConaughey uh, Civil War movie, Independence Day Resurgence, Swiss Army Man, which is Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. You have The Shallows, which is Blake Lively's shark movie, uh, The BFG, Legends of Tarzan, The Purge. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, that's that, that, that's yeah. enough. I, that. Everything that's come out so far, I'm so uninterested by, for the most part. A lot of bad uh, reviews. Yeah, I just like the whole the whole box office thing right now is. I mean, all the top movies are just movies I have no interest in. Uh, Central Intelligence. I mean, how many times are people going to watch Kevin Hart play the same thing? Yeah, it's um, finding Nemo. Finding Dory. I mean, Finding Nemo is one of my favorite Pixar movies. I love that. Yeah, it's uh, definitely in the top five of mine. I I'm just I Dory was one of my least favorite characters in that movie. <laughs> Why? So she's the most uh, likable. I thought. Well, Albert Brooks no, is great. I, yeah. No. I, I mean, it just got a little old. But anyway, that's that's not a popular opinion. I realize, but yeah, I'll check it out just because you know it's always good to see. I'm going to go uh, see Independence Day Resurgence, but I am completely confident that it is going to be awful. It just yeah. And Roland Emmerich has not done anything. He did. He's done a bunch of disaster movies since then, uh, like the 2012 movie, and he did uh, the one where the the world froze over. I can't remember what that was called, but uh, uh, the day the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Something. God, was that a piece of shit? But yeah, uh, yeah. So he hasn't done anything. He's he's back to the roots with Independence Day. But you know, it's it's the, the first Independence Day is so much fun. I mean, uh, I know mean a bunch of people i know that's like a july 4th tradition so it'd, it'd be kind of fun to go back to the well and see what the hell they do i mean the fact that will smith kind of turned it down you know i mean that yeah but goldblum's really back and goldblum is yeah one of my favorite yeah, yeah. parts of the first one so swiss oh, army man absolutely. looks pretty good swiss army man is paul dano and daniel radcliffe and he's paul dano's marooned on an island and daniel radcliffe is a washed up corpse that kind of paul dano kind of gets gets his sanity back almost like Wilson the volleyball 
when yeah. with a castaway. So it looks honestly it looks kind of quirky and funny. Um, BFG, I re- I'm actually really interested to see just because I'm a big Raw Doll fan from my childhood. So that's oh one man, that they, me, and you, that's one of my sister's favorite movies, the BFG, the animated movie. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, the animated movie is really good too. And big um, friendly giant. Yeah, and you have um, uh, Mark Rylance, who's all of a sudden a huge star. Uh, TQ Corner used to be a big Broadway dude, and um, Steven Spielberg's kind of flipped him into a movie star now. So yeah, I need to go back and watch. Uh, uh, that the PBS show uh, Wolf Hall. Um, yeah, he's won a lot I, of awards for that too, and I haven't, I never heard of it until he started winning all those awards. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for uh, the Free State of Jones of the list that you. I mean, because reconnaissance. Yeah. Continues. I'm gonna see it, but it's not something that's jumping out to me as I need to run out and see it. And if it, you know, if it blows up and and everyone's giving me good word of mouth. You know, I, I mean, let's, hey, for really, the, I for the sake I, of it, experiment, let's go see it for this podcast, and we can cut it up. But I'm definitely gonna see it. I, I anything Matthew McConaughey does, I'm down. The, Except for maybe the Lincoln ads. The we have um, uh, Star Trek's coming out, and that's in late July, and Ghostbusters, which we have to talk about. Your opinion of what's going to happen with this Ghostbusters? I haven't really thought about it much. I just, I really? mean, I. I, I like Kristen Wiig a lot. I don't know. It's like the cast of Bridesmaids doing Ghostbusters. I I don't really agree that that's going to – I don't know why you would do that. Like what's the point? The, 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 God, the first Ghostbusters is such a classic. Yeah, and, and Murray held out for so long, and they just had him on Jimmy Kimmel. They had the whole cast on there, and they're they're doing the PR for the movie and trying to drum it up now uh, because there's been so much backlash on, on the Internet. It's one of YouTube's most disliked videos was the original trailer. Uh, and a lot oh, of people wow, really? are just are just kind of furious that they're not, not just doing a sequel but doing it in this way where the – you know the main cast are doing, or they're, they're they're remaking it with women, so it's kind of become a sexist issue. There's a lot of people are kind of crying sexism with the instant backlash. But uh, Paul Figgs, uh, I mean, he's a pretty successful director. Spy was pretty successful last year, and then obviously he had a big hit on his hands with Bridesmaids. So I, I'm gonna see it, but it does not. The animation and the jokes that they were showing in the trailer do not look good, like women Wait, or so men or anything. Is Bill Murray in it? Bill Murray has a cameo in it, and so does the, the, the all the original Ghostbusters are going to show up. I don't think they're going to play the characters that they played in the original Ghostbusters movies, but they will make an appearance in it. And so Bill Murray kind of went out and was saying the only reason why he decided to do this version and in this script was because all the women in it were so funny. And so he was like, "Yeah, you know, which which is, which is fine and true. I I I probably won't see it. I I I don't really care." Uh, um, I got caught I, up on it. I think I'm gonna. I I've kind of stopped seeing movies I I don't really want to see made anymore. Fair um, enough. There's a couple. I'll tell of, you. Oh, so go ahead. I'll tell you what I what what I'm looking forward to. Um, Free State of Jones we mentioned. Uh, Civil War drama with Matthew McConaughey. I mean, I I think that's gonna be pretty intense and awesome. And then we got uh, uh, Assassin's Creed with um, our boy. I've just never seen a good video game movie i've never know, seen one but if this but the, but well, michael well, fassbender could be a dude that breaks the trend yeah he's I mean, so michael watchable. fassbender is he's awesome he's i think he's my favorite actor working right now um wow uh put it so on the board 
put it on the board. Matt Hayes is number one. Because I was actually going to mention a movie from one of your boys, your original boy, Jason Bourne, coming out in July yeah. 29th is the one that I I'm really was, excited for. I, I don't get that. It's, I thought he was done with that character, which is why they brought in Jeremy Renner. Uh, yeah, but it I tanks so bad. That. So what, what was that supposed to be? Like a like a different Jason Bourne? Yeah, they were trying to that. do almost a, a spinoff. I oh, guess. like like a James Bond sort of recasting. Where yeah. it's, but not, not necessarily the same character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Those movies are always fine, and I, I have no problem with, you know, Matt getting paid. I was super um, hyped for that first trailer. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And then you got Tommy Jones, Tommy Lee Jones back as the – or not back, but in as the kind of CIA asshole that he's up against. Uh, I, I yeah. just don't see where that goes wrong. But anyway, uh, back no, to Assassin's Creed. Well, I, I just it looks really interesting, and uh, I I've played that game briefly. I never really finished the first game, but it's kind of it's it's not necess- You're not simply. I mean, you've seen the trailer. You're not just like an assassin going around. It's it's a guy in modern day who's related to this famous assassin, and they put him into the they they essentially arrest him and make him go through this Oculus sort of thing. Go 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 back and murder somebody. I, I don't know. It just. It's an interesting idea, and it's a super successful franchise. I think it's, it looks like it's done really well. And if if Matthew if, if Fassbender um, agreed to do it, I think I think it's got a good shot of being the first ever good video game movie. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the trailer looks awesome. Uh, what else? The uh, the Infiltrator I think looks great. I do think Infiltrator. Um, that's that's Brian Cranston uh, as a as a drug CIA kind of guy trying to yeah. take down Pablo Escobar. Uh, I will I mean, see the, the, everything that he's in. I will go see yeah, everything he's in. So, Absolutely. I mean, I think la- the last few years have been more, oh, I got to go see this movie because it's this director. I th- I feel like this year it's like the the lead actor is what's driving me. You know, Fassbender, Cranston, uh, uh, McConaughey. I mean, I, I'll see anything those guys do. Yeah. Uh, and then something a bit more fun, Sausage Party looks hilarious. That that uh, is, I think that's on the top of my list of movies that I mean they've already have my money. They might as well just pull it out of my bank account and save me the ticket at the door because yeah. I, I think it look it's in. If you haven't seen the Sausage Party trailer, go watch it now. Go watch the Red Band. It looks awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be a movie that you you talk about around a barbecue for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, I I don't. I don't. I almost don't want to spoil the trailer. <laughs> so yeah. I just have people go watch it. Go it's, watch the trailer. I mean, animated movie from the minds of Seth Rogen and all those guys, and it looks super funny. Yep, great cast in it. I mean, everybody who's anybody who's everybody is in it. So definitely. Yeah, and then, and then uh, lastly, I have here uh, the accountant, our uh, our other boy uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Benny Aff. We got both of our Goodwill Hunting bros coming yeah, out with some. They're both putting up uh, tent tent pole films. So yeah, I think the account looks really cool. The the trailer definitely got me. It had the uh, Radiohead music on, and and uh, looks kind of like a, a psychological thriller. And it's like it's like Ben Affleck doing Michael Clayton. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Although I think it has more thriller aspects. Uh, yeah, there seems to be more film. loading of machine guns in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, no future career. There's uh yeah so there's so, two so more far, that I have on here. There's two oh, yeah, more. I have I uh, and I know we were just kind of bashing on the superhero life and how exhausting they are, but I am excited for Suicide Squad. 
Um, I'm a huge oh, yeah, sucker I was gonna for ask villains. You about that. I'm a big sucker for villains, and I've always been a Batman guy because I thought Batman has the best villains. So of mm-hmm. all of that, you know, yeah, that's probably true. That machine, true. I'm really excited to kind of see what they're going to do with Suicide Squad. And I actually heard that they had to go do a bunch of reshoots because the trailer was getting a lot of laughs. And they had to, they were like, oh, the movie that we shot actually isn't very funny. Like, we put all the funny parts in the trailer. So they had to go and and do a, a month and a half of reshoots to kind of add more comedy into the movie. So I'll be interested to see what happens with that. And also, I... Yeah, Jared Leto's insane, but I, I'm curious to see what, what he does with... Uh, with the Joker. More, more comic Joker, yeah. yeah. I mean, no one can touch Heath Ledger at this point, in my opinion. No, no, no. Um, but... I mean, even Jack Nicholson. Yeah, but the uh, second one I want to say is Todd Phillips' movie War Dogs, which is um, Jonah Hill and uh, Miles Teller, and they're the drug runners. They're they're twenty something idiot oh. drug runners. I think it. I I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna run out to see it in the theater, but I am. That was one trailer that caught my attention. So yeah. So I mean, it looks like we've got a, a solid slate. I mean, uh, some of these movies aren't coming out until December. Um, that that I mentioned. Um. But yeah, so far the past couple months have been pretty slow. I've been, there hasn't been a whole lot that I've uh, really wanted to go out and see. <coughs> um, I did see some interesting movies, like um, like this movie theater around the corner for me does six dollar uh, student of life dif- discounts every Tuesday. Okay. So I tr- I try to get up there every Tuesday and just see whatever. Um, I saw like a, a bigger splash, which which had a Ralph Fiennes uh, doing a really funny. Uh, performance in that that's that's a bit more it's i think it's like a, a some danish director's first movie or something like that I, I can't i don't have the stats on me but you know just more more art house things i, I guess i've just been avoiding the whole superhero genre and it doesn't leave much out if you're not going to go see civil war there's really not much else showing in the movie theaters because that was on like every screen well speaking of art house uh mike berbiglia has a movie coming out in the middle of june and it's called Don't Think Twice. It's Oh, excuse me. It's coming out July 22nd. It's called Don't Think Twice. And I've heard this movie compared to the breakout that uh, Woody Allen had with Annie Hall. And oh, wow. it's what? about wow. an improv troupe. And it's Mike Birbiglia and Keegan-Michael Key star in it. And it's about an improv troupe. And one of the members of the troupe makes it on SNL. But they don't call it SNL. They call it, like, Saturday Live or, you know, some other off-brand name um but he makes it big and it's the rest of the troop kind of dealing with what happens to us do we fold in our career and our hopes and our dreams what's our relationship to art and it's supposed to be beautiful it's supposed to be hilarious but also heartbreaking and uh, i've heard a lot of really good things about this but again it's not your stereotypical i mean it's going to be released in the middle of july next to star trek so it's probably going to be in an art house versus like a multiplex but it's definitely one that I'm going to check out. Something that I'm really interested yeah. in. Yeah. No, I you you've sold me completely on Mike Birbigley. I know he's like probably your favorite comic. One mine's of, yeah. Brian mine's Brian Regan, but Mike Birbigley is great. I I love all of his specials now and I, he was he had a show on Broadway when I was in New York, but it was like the last days and it was sold out and uh but that looked really good too. So, yeah, anything that guy does, I'm I'm in. Yeah, so uh, art house stuff. Yeah, There's still the art house stuff. They'll they'll that'll be around. 
Yeah, bringing it back around to the uh, the whole uh, superhero megaverse uh, one more time. Uh, it's currently E3 in LA, and uh, I know we don't talk about video games much, but this has a, a, a special relevance as you know, being big South Park fans. We Woo! got uh, the release date for the fractured butthole. <laughs> the fractured butthole. Uh, you you didn't play Stick of Truth. I thought it was really fun. It's essentially it's like a took me about what f- fifteen hours I think. It's like it's like a fifteen hour long uh, South Park episode. Mm-hmm. So it's it's essentially a whole sk- season squeezed into a video game. Um, and I it was really funny. There was like a lot of good stuff in that, and I think this looks even better. So this is gonna be like the Coon and Friends, uh, as opposed to the uh, like Lord of the Rings. Uh, Kind of way they went last, uh, or so like Game of Thrones is how Stick of Truth went. And yeah, but the trailer like... is so great because it's it's Eric Hartman sitting down and as his superhero character, the Coon, talking about why they are superheroes and it's to make a mega movie franchise. And he's talking about the three different phases and when certain characters are going to be introduced into the franchise. Yeah. And it's the yeah. it's all the kids debating. You know why don't I get my own movie? Because you get a Netflix special. Then we bring you in in the third movie, and it's like, well, how come you get two movies? And let's let's make the the black character a movie. And he's like, no, asshole, you've got to do it in phase three after all the yeah, other characters yeah. have been introduced. You it's, can't start off with a black character. You got to squeeze them in. Squeeze them in, so no one notices. And, and is uh, it's it's such a great one little one minute observation. We should put the audio tacked on after after we're done talking here, just so people can listen to it because it's no, awesome. it's fantastic. I those guys, I, I, they always kind of nail. I, 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 they have such a similar sensibility to me, except they're they're comedic geniuses. Yeah, uh, they can I, they can express I agree it with almost so all better. of their critiques. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so their thoughts on the whole DC versus Marvel ridiculous. Um, uh, franchise phases yeah. and how many characters you have to bring in and when they're allowed to be seen and so they're totally nailing that and um yeah any, anything they choose to parody it's they just always nail it so that's gonna be fun um excited to, to play that and uh, and i i think we'll probably get the, the next season coming out pretty soon after that as well. it's coming out in september yeah, it's in the middle oh, okay. of September is when they they've chosen the release date so i think they're uh oh for the new season yeah yeah, and then I think the game comes out uh, the beginning of December. Okay, so it's a little bit longer. We'll, they want it right around Christmas. I know what to get yeah, you man. for Christmas. Uh, that looks really. Oh, uh, talking so about South Park real quick. The 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 my favorite part about the whole Coon and Friends thing was just the uh, the mint berry crunch Fucking payoff mint at the berry end. Crunch. <laughs> you are Coke Syrah. <laughs> Coke Syrah. <laughs> of the mine berries of the of the berry mines in Goksara. Yeah. Because they, they it was essentially a three part lead up just to this one payoff joke. This the whole one payoff like, joke uh, this stupid mint berry crunch character who we'll never <laughs> yeah. see again. It was like yeah. Bradley Biggles or something. He's never to be yeah. seen again because he's off saving the world. He's gotta be in that game. Uh I would love to play as Mintberry Crunch. <laughs> Well, you're gonna pro- they'll probably have you make your own character, so you could just make yourself as Midbury. Yeah, right. The whole Cthulhu thing. I mean, it was like this whole long arc, and like the best part about because it was kind of getting, I was kind of getting sick of it by the, the third, <laughs> and then just they nailed it. Oh man, I I almost peed when the when Midbury <laughs> Crunch came out. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's a pretty solid analysis. Analysis. 
Uh, yeah, good to hear your thoughts on Nice Guy. I've been uh, excited to chat with you about that for a while. Do you want a couple of trivia uh, questions? Just two for the road? Let's hit them up. All right, uh, Rockstar Prince. Bob's Trivia Bob's corner. Trivia. <laughs> uh, Rockstar Prince composed a soundtrack to which 1989 superhero saga? Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, or the Incredible Hulk? Prince composed uh, for a saga. Um... I can't remember. I, I I I guess I would guess. I would guess Superman. Incorrect. Batman. Tim oh Burton. man. But Tim then, Burton but then it says Prince. it composed a soundtrack. He composed the soundtrack, but you also know that Danny Elfman did it. I don't know. Don't. This is this is from the internet. So. Right. Sorry if that right. well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Bruce Willis was offered the lead part and an opportunity to play opposite of his wife in the 1990 double Oscar-winning hit, but turned it down. Play opposite his wife, Demi Moore? In which uh, 1990 double, win- double Oscar-winning hit? Oh, Ghost? There you go. Ding, ding, ding. What does that have to do with anything? It's a, it's a, <laughs> we're talking about summer blockbusters. That was a summer oh, blockbuster. Oh. I... I... <laughs> I, I don't I don't see Ghost as a summer blockbuster. Hey, was it, it hey was. man, go back to 1990. <laughs> take your spaceship or take your time machine back there. You'll know it was a summer blockbuster. <laughs> uh, which blockbuster was the first comic book movie to score a win for an actor category at the Oscars? Uh, was it uh, The Dark Knight? There it is. Ledger? Your yeah. boy. Your boy. Man, that was... Uh, and one of the posthumously awarded um yeah, one of two i think wasn't one of two. james dean also for uh, uh yeah yeah for i oh god oh god I embarrass myself by trying to guess um the yeah i don't even know the giant giant wasn't it just called giant i think it's right. just called giant anyway uh last one here steven spielberg wanted to cast which one of these leading men in the role of chief brody in Jaws before Roy Schneider was eventually cast. Is it Gregory Peck, Charlton Heston, Paul Newman, or Sean Connery? Sean Connery. That's so funny. Uh, 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 Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston is correct, Matt Hayes. Woohoo! Ended on a three-peat. Here we go. There so you go. go. A little Bob's cut, Trivia cut. corner there. Bob's Trivia. Hey. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's analysis. Uh, cool. All right, we'll chat next week. See you next week. Why did we choose this life? Why did we become superheroes? We dedicate our lives to fighting crime for one reason. To make a billion dollars on a superhero franchise. Now let's go through the plan one more time. First, we start with a Coon movie. Then we do the Super Craig movie. Then Super Craig and Coon will join forces in the Human Kite movie just as we start ramping up Kenny's Netflix series. How come I have to have the Netflix series? I want a movie too. You have a movie, Mysterion. You're in the third Coon and Friends United movie after your Netflix series. Yeah, but he's saying he doesn't ever get his own movie. Do I get my own movie? Not everyone gets their own movie. The franchise plan sucks. If we want to make billions of dollars, then I think we should start with the Tupperware movie. Right, start with a black superhero. Marvel is making a black superhero movie. Yeah, now! They waited years to get to that! We follow their plan. We do all the real people first, and we sneak the black guy in in phase three. How about we just do movies starring all of us, like all the time? But then we're just rehashing the same old material. There's nothing wrong with doing the exact same movie to start a franchise. Okay, J.J. Abrams. Okay, oh, okay, so you're on Cartman's side? He just likes this plan because he gets two movies in phase one. God! 
We have to just go with this plan. We don't even have one movie yet. <laughs>